Welcome to Atlanta with a player's play. Truck got a missing roof, my boy got a missing tooth. Fuck, I just stepped Yeah, you wild. Just fucking with our very limited soundboard. Yo, did you uh did you catch the Breakfast Club interview with Mike Epps? I did catch that. <laughs> so very very passionate interview. <laughs> very passionate. It, do you think before we even jump into that shit, do you think that we'll ever get the Cat Williams Breakfast Club interview that we deserve? I actually do think that we'll get it. I do think that we'll get it. I feel like everything that we want, we get nowadays. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like niggas be willing to do what we want. You know what I'm saying? And um, I feel like we will. Like the only thing I, the only interview I don't think we'll ever get is the Drake Breakfast Club interview. Mm-hmm. But I do think that we will get the Cat Williams Breakfast Club interview that we want. I mean, I was surprised that we even got that interview with Wanda. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and it just turned out to be so great. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, but I was still surprised, you know, that he would be saying all that on the radio. But, yeah, the the Mike Epps Breakfast Club interview, uh, you know, it was it was enjoyable. But Mike Epps, I don't know. He's he, he kind of an eccentric dude. I don't know. I don't know. Like, this nigga, def- like, he act like, you know, a definitely old person. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like he's like he's clearly he like, like an old person. <laughs> he do. He act like you know your uncle or somebody. Like that's who he truly act like. Like he don't even act like a young version of your uncle. Like he act like your older uncle. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, I don't know, man. Was, sometimes, sometimes I was like, "Dog, is this nigga on drugs or something?" What? What? <laughs> no, not to sound horrible. <laughs> Damn. At what point did you feel like the nigga was acting like he was on drugs? I don't drugs? know, dog. We would we would have to be watching the interview together. <laughs> <laughs> and then I could just tell you my thoughts on it. Look, but I mean, not that I thought he was like speaking crazy, but I don't know. Maybe it was just some of the mannerisms. But um Mike Epps in a tough spot because I know the whole interview, you know, not the whole interview, but of, of course they talked about Kevin Hart a lot um and their relationship. And uh it was it was I was having a little trouble kind of seeing where Mike Epps really stood with Kevin Hart. I mean, Mike Epps was making a point of there being gatekeepers, right? You know, so it's, there's gatekeepers and, you know, once white people decide on a black person that they like in Hollywood, you know, that black person now becomes a gatekeeper. Like only, like the only black people that could come through have to be approved by that black person, you know, to let the white people know that, hey, this black person is cool. So, in that point, insinuating that Kevin Hart is a gatekeeper, you know, and he's deciding who comes in and who's not coming in and things like that. Um, but, you know, I think Charlemagne made a good point by saying, I mean, you know, Mike Epps, to an extent, is a, a gatekeeper, you know. And, you know, he can put people on. He's making that decision. And Mike Epps was like, well, you know, uh, I think he was just trying to make the point of, you know, he, he allowed – more more people in i guess like he like he's willing to i know he made the example of saying you know i let him in through the side door i maybe can't let him through the front but i let him through the side gate you know uh you know i'm I'm trying to help but also insinuating that kevin hart is not trying to help 
but we know that Kevin Hart is helping people. So that's where I'm a little confused. It's just like, I don't know what he's really trying to say about Kevin Hart. Basically, he was telling us Kevin Hart is a bitch ass nigga and I don't fuck with him. <laughs> it's my <laughs> basically Mike was like, basically, you know, fuck him. Uh, I don't really fuck with dude like that. All in my goddamn house eating with my motherfucking family and shit. Talking about some hate, bitch. <laughs> but I think this is a classic case of Mike Epps just don't fuck with Kevin Hart's brand of funny. He don't think the nigga's funny. And he not going to apologize for his opinion on it. I think the frustration a lot of comics like him have is Kev uses Kev uses the status that he's been able to get to as um as like a measuring stick. And I think in any other entertainment facet that would be the way to go. But in comedy, I just don't think that Comedy's never been the place where they talk about accolades, right? Mm-hmm. Comedy has always been either you funny or you not. And that's even, you know, the Eddie Murphys and the Dave Chappelle's of the world. That's what they say. Either you funny or you not. Because there's a lot of comedians out here who make a whole lot of money and we don't know shit about who they are. None of they damn jokes because they touring. That's, that's what they do. But for me, it's like, Mike Epps is just one of them niggas who's just genuinely fucking hilarious. Like he's a he's a funny nigga without even trying to be funny. And I think his frustration comes from when Kevin Hart self-proclaims to be the comedy rock star and he's been he's the person who made it bigger than the big thing that it is now and all of this that and the third it's like for a lot of them, they feel like, oh, you shitting on what's you shitting on the shit that came like before. Because if we being real, Kevin Hart in my lifetime is the only person that I've known to put a comedy special in the movie theaters and folks fucking go see it. Like, I get that. That's monumental. But if we want to talk about like specials, like comedy specials. Folks our age, we didn't fucking see, you know, the Eddie Murphy shit, really. Like, we didn't see it when it was what it was. No. Even the Martin Lawrence shit, like, we've seen it because it's like almost taboo to not have seen those shits in the black community. But as far as like that being our shit, nah. But Pimp Chronicles? Nigga, we pimp, all seen that. Nigga, Pimp Chronicles. Motherfucking Mike Epps shit. I don't even know the name of the shit, but I can damn near tell you every joke in that motherfucking stand-up. <laughs> I had the DVD of the shit. When, when I finally was able to get Netflix, I watched it on fucking Netflix as much as I could. Like, so these two niggas is what, like, specials were to us. So then I remember when Kevin Hart shit dropped, I think I was a freshman in college. The blue, nah, it was green. I think, uh, laugh out loud or laugh in my pain. One of them, 
Like mm-hmm. that shit was hilarious as hell, but it was like the second coming of what we were used to. Yeah. Kevin Hart has now become so repetitive that I know what's going to happen. We're going to get one joke that he going to hit us with consistently throughout the special. He's going to do a caricature of himself. He may talk about his Uncle Richard Jr. or daddy. And then <laughs> it's going to be some wild ass story that he's going to try to make us believe is true because he's going to tell us that he can't make this shit up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's gonna be. <laughs> and that's what's gonna happen. But it's like when you talk about Cat Williams and you talk about Mike Epps, like these niggas shit so funny, I know the joke. <laughs> I know the joke and still laugh. <laughs> like, like anytime I hear a motherfucker say, Boy, I got kick I had to kick Shanika's ass off between that washing that dry. <laughs> I tried to Kick that bitch head off. <laughs> you didn't want, want to talk crazy to a bitch. Buy your own tampons. <laughs> like, like that shit is still fucking funny. And it's like, I think the two can coexist. But when you out here making these claims and you making the amount of money that you making and you crossing over the way that you crossing over. The people in that core who didn't cross over, not necessarily because they couldn't, but just because you feel me like. I don't want to see a crossed over Mike Epps. <laughs> like, when they were talking about the Uncle Buck shit, like, the Uncle Buck shit wasn't even a crossover. It was just how I imagine Mike Epps act in front of white people. Mm-hmm. And that was literally what his character was trying to do. Like, I liked Uncle Buck. I feel like that shit should have worked. But it didn't. Meet the Blacks. Like, that shit's gonna be hilarious as fuck. Meet the Blacks too, gonna be fucking hilarious. Like, I don't know, man. I, I think a lot of these comedians lately have been catching flack because Kevin Hart has pushed the narrative that Mike Epps has basically told us that Kel pushes is like he'll say all of this shit behind the scenes, he'll do all of these interviews, say all of this shit. And then when a motherfucker come out and say some shit, then all of a sudden he's the victim. And it was so crazy that Mike Epps pointed that shit out because T.I. had just told us when they was talking about Kevin Hart is Kevin Hart then got too big. You can't ever get too big to where you can't be the underdog no more. And that's where Kevin is. He's played himself up to be this larger than life thing. So now it's like, I find it hard for me to confirm in my head that all of these comedians that we've loved for the most of our lives just all got on a conference call one week and was like, you know what? Fuck Kevin Hart. <laughs> like, I just refuse to believe that shit, bro. It's like, you see you see Mike, Mike Epps and Cat Williams with, with the Dave Chappelle's and the Chris Rocks and the Martin Lawrence's and the Chris Tucker's and all of these different people and they and the Dave Chappelle's and they always talk about how comedians have comedians that they know are gonna make them laugh. Comedians fuck with comedians that's gonna make them laugh. You don't you don't really ever hear other comedians talk about how funny 
Kevin Hart is. And I think all the money that he's made, all the movies that he's been in, all of the boundaries or ceilings that he's broken, I think that's the one thing that he can't get. And the people who are saying these things about him have that. And that shit eats at his ass. That's just my take on it. I feel that. But uh, when the bank closed, we all even. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, so ain't nobody better than another man. You know what I'm saying? Survival of the fittest. But, you know, Mike Epps said, uh, you know, that he's happy where he is. Hey, what had me tripping in the interview was when it was like, nigga, that, uh, <laughs> Uh, the movie that he was gonna be in playing Richard Pryor, they was like, nigga, that Richard Pryor movie ain't ever coming out. This he was like, no, <laughs> he was like, hell, no, probably. Cause no, they probably. they kept they kept asking him questions. You could tell he was trying to kind of avoid talking about when it was coming out. Mm-hmm. He's like, y'all earned the role, this, that, and the other. And they like, when this when this coming out? Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> shit, I it's never coming out, man. I don't even know, cuz. <laughs> matter of fact, I don't even, we ain't even started shooting that bitch. I just took them pictures, cuz. <laughs> Goddamn, they paid Said, I just saw up. a poster. <laughs> Said, I saw a poster, so I just took the picture. <laughs> Hell no. Hell no, man. You, you, you ready to hop into it, bro? Yeah, bro. Let's, let's do it. See half a sir go. You know how much of a crip you gotta be <laughs> to remix go DJ <laughs> and not like not fix it with nothing else, just crip, 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 uh, crip. <laughs> like, like to me, that's just it's just strange because I would think if you're doing something like that, like maybe the original version was like you know the opposite, you know, maybe. Uh, you know, it was blood or something or something affiliated with that, you know, and now you're doing crib like, no, the original is just fresh, nigga. It was just Manny Fresh saying his name and you like, nah, crib. Gotta, gotta rep the gang right here. Off wham, off wham, nothing else. Gang shit, no lame shit. <laughs> That's what Black uh, Boy said. That's all they, I'm gonna say. You know, I don't speak on that gang shit. Like. <laughs> See, these are black boys' words, not mine. Yeah. Just, just let's yeah. be clear. Let's yeah. be very, Shout very clear. Boy. Shout out to Black Boy JB doing it big out of Memphis. You feel me? You feel me? 
Oh man, what's up, AC? You doing all right, bro? What's good, man? Uh, I'm doing great, man. How about yourself? You know, I'm making it. Getting a, getting over a little. Uh, of course, of a course. little head cold. You <laughs> hear me? <laughs> in the event that I sound a little off this episode, I apologize in advance. It's all good. It is but, all uh, good. I know yeah, you're gonna man. keep the takes rolling in, regardless. So, uh, oh yeah, you know, you you know the takes coming, takes coming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what Drake say? <laughs> I know the what you're breaks over. About. The takes over, nigga. <laughs> the take coming. Keep killing them. Yeah. <laughs> to the day that Drake's over. Yeah, 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 yeah. That right there. Man. But yeah, bro. I, I, you know, the take still gonna come in with uh, I got the post nasal drizzle or not. So. Just <laughs> okay. ask for y'all to, to bear with me. Uh, but for those of you who are new to the uh new to the brand, new to new to listening to this thing we call a podcast, uh, I am one of your hosts, Nate B. And it's your boy AC, man. You already know what I rep, man. Uh eight oh three stand up, nine oh one stand up, and you know I got a rep for the You feel me, man. You already know. Like the songs say. Ah, oh, so now you wanna now you wanna market your song. First of all, I've been saying that for like the <laughs> at least the past ten episodes. So <laughs> ever since That's I made that. you put your song on the episode, dollars say that we wanna market the song. Okay. No. okay. I don't I don't market it. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> man. So let's let's get into this week's episode, man. Um I hit you a few days ago because this has been going around. Uh, people have been talking about top five rap groups. And uh, shout out to Kaz. Real Life Kaz came out and said that Migos is a top five rap group all time. Hmm. So first, let's just take a moment and process that. <laughs> and secondly, uh, do you agree or do you disagree? I mean, you know, obviously recency bias is going to play a big factor here. Um, I mean, we know in For terms people of who don't know what they mean. Uh, can you explain what recency bias is? I mean, come on. I mean, <laughs> like, are you in high school? Like, what? <laughs> it's like, come on. Recency bias, you know, it recently happened. So you feeling a little different about it now than you are in the grand scheme of things. Uh, so, you know, Migos is obviously a huge group, you know, and as far as like, you know, in terms of that, you know, as far as like their reach and, you know, their level of stardom and their fans, I mean, they are up there. But, you know, when you do think about the groups of the past, I mean, you know, like Run DMC, I mean, them niggas was huge. You know what I'm saying? Huge. Like Wu Tang Clan, huge. Like ain't nothing to fuck with. Like all over the world, niggas be got shows. You know, uh, you know, Outkast. Obviously, they they not really still doing music together. But I mean, if them niggas say, "Yo, we going on tour," I mean, I, I'm sure the tour gonna sell out. You know, because they just huge. And Migos, I mean, they kind of on that level, but. 
at the same time, I mean, are they, I mean, are they even having concerts that they headlining that are like legitimately, you know, the, on the level of, you know, the tours that they've been on, you know, it's like right now they've been on tour with Drake, you know? So it's like Drake is the headliner, you know, they're, I don't know the name, I don't know the term for it, but you know, like they're not the even, undercard. They, yeah, I mean, the I think that would, act. yeah, the, I think the undercard would be more of a boxing uh, term, Look, uh, but I mean, yeah, you know, I was yeah, taking the, shots in the dark. <laughs> yeah. The opening act. Uh, <laughs> so they're not even a big enough group. I feel like to even carry on their own, you know, multi, you know, city country tour and, you know, sell it out. Like a lot of huge groups could probably still do to this day. Dip so set, I, dip set, yeah. dip set. So I feel like that's a little, you know, a little quick on the gun to put, the Migos in the top five. Um, but, you know, I mean, they, you know, they're big. I mean, if you wanted to say maybe top seven, maybe, you know, but top five, I don't know. Now, music, now music wise, music wise. I also don't think they're top five. I mean, really, the Migos really <laughs> dropped this much good music. I mean, come on. Yeah, they got their hits. They got their songs that we really like. But I mean, come on. Like, really? Like, like niggas just dropped the album and for the most part it was trash like i don't i don't i don't know you know you got you got quavo out here trying to do his solo thing he needs to not do it quavo. you know what i'm saying he need to like i know they they was hyping it up at the beginning and i hate when people do that when they be telling like the most popular person in the group like yeah man you need to go solo like some some groups that make sense but for the Migos, it don't. Quavo should never lead the Migos. Because him as a solo artist, I just do not feel like it's going to get it. You know, great great for features. But, uh, you know, that's why I'm kind of, I might be getting a little off topic, but I am kind of anxious to hear what his solo project going to sound like because I ain't really been feeling like the tracks he's been dropping are getting any type of traction anywhere. But, nah, Migos, man, that's a little, that's a little, uh, Little, uh, you know, jumping the it's gun a little, a little bit there. Yeah, it's, uh, but it's hard for me to even say that they ever going to reach that level. It's hard for me to say they're going to get more famous than what they are right now or make better music. Because that's just who they are. I just can't. When I think about rap groups, like you, you already said, you said Outkast, Run DMC, N.W.A., Wu Tang Clan, Dipset, you feel me? Goddamn, a tribe called Quest. Who else we got? Uh, G G Unit. It's some. It's one. It's one of like I just as I the more I think about it, I mean, people gonna laugh at this one. But I see a lot of people debating back and forth on the Migos influence. And it's like we need to we need to have conversations about specific things. Are we talking best rap group for music? Are we talking best rap group for influence? Because all of the groups that I just named can do both. 
when you think of what I mean, shit, public enemy, goddamn. <laughs> when you think of the public enemies, the Run DMCs, the NWAs, they birthed entire eras of music in hip hop. Then you have your a tribe called Quests, who made it okay for you to be, you know, Afrocentric, kind of quirky, but still, you know, really in tune with. You're not really in tune with with what it is with your culture roots, I guess you would say. So it's like, you know. And like, you know, outcasts. They. Literally changed how we view how we view a duo, because for so long we thought groups, especially if it's, you know, less than three people, they had to be kind of of the same type i mean public public enemy we kind of didn't get that but we knew it was a play on a caricature when it came to you know big boy and three stacks like two different vibes that came together and complemented one another and then you you know when you take dipset and g unit like shit them was moods right there whole moments whole time frames where people was just going crazy because these groups existed. And then you think about the resurgence of shit. Like you got the ASAP mob. Like I don't know. I think, man. They, yeah, they're not much really of a group to me. They're more of like <clears throat> a conglomerate. You know, yeah. You know. Similar to, you know, just how niggas be when it comes to their label mates. You know, like we all just so you see ASAP Mob more more like TDE. Yes. Hmm. Okay. And then Wu Tang Clan is undeniable though. Wu where? Wu where? <laughs> My G. Wu where? So I, I like you said, I think it's a little too early to call this. For the Migos. And I feel like every time every time we have a conversation about the Migos, it's either somebody comparing them or somebody falsely putting them in a position that they don't really they don't they're not ready for, I guess you would say. I just don't see how I just don't see how anybody really just putting the Migos just at the top like that of anything. And I like the Migos and been rocking with the Migos for a while. But to me, they just don't make timeless music or music that can last at all. You know, and they only have a select few. I can't listen to no old Migos. Can't do it. Don't even don't even feel the same no more. And they're they're more they're much more talented now than they were previously. I feel like like their verses was kind of kind of not up to par back in the day. Especially Offset, I can't even listen to the old Offset. I'm like, dog, this I don't know. He didn't kind of you know who up. been consistent though. Take off. You know, take off has been uh like he like to me he was he was. Like if I listen to old Migos, like 
I, I would I would say take off one of the the better artists on the. It was like you know take off bring the raps and Quavo bring the hook and you know Offset just there. But now you know they all they all have something to offer that's worth something. If that makes sense. It it does. <laughs> I mean, you didn't sound too confident. I guess I'm just saying that. I'm, you know, I just said Offset. I feel like Offset came up, you know, as far as like his ability and what he offers to the group. Um, and Quavo just need to understand that while he is the biggest artist, he is just playing an essential role into the Migos. But I think he's already said that, you know, they never plan on actually breaking up. They just might do their own solo work, which is fine. But they're better as a group. The best music is made when they're a group. I think that, <clears throat> I don't know, man. I think that may remain to be seen. I think their most memorable music is made as, as the group, the Migos. But uh, I get we'll have to wait on Offset's solo project. We we'll have to wait on Quavo's solo project, and you know, if we're ever blessed with the takeoff solo project, I think we'll have to see how those do musically. Maybe not, you know, chart topping hits, but you know, musically, because you can easily have hits, but not, but the music not be what it is. Like when you are. A solo artist. <clears throat> and this is probably going to be like a terrible example, but it's like when you think about Destiny's Child, right? Mm -hmm. Destiny's Child has hits. They have great music as well. And they have a hell of a lot of hits. Now, if you go into their solo careers, they have solid, good music and hits so it's like well two out of three but i mean i mean to me one out of three like one out of three got 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 hits that you know like multiple hits solo you know you're not gonna disrespect kelly like that i'm just calling it like i see what you're kelly got what kelly got kelly. motivation and what else What's a, what's another Kelly Rowland hit? Please. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. <laughs> <laughs> don't look it Why up. Why are you yelling though? <laughs> Why you know are you? No, nah, this song she got dirty laundry. What is that? How'd that go? I'm you're not I'm not <laughs> so Roger said I said tell me how it go. You ain't gotta <laughs> hit the note, my guy. Nah, my G. Dirty laundry. It's For, a hit. Regardless, regardless. No, ain't no way. Ain't no way. Like, what are we calling a hit? I'm not talking about a song that was released as a single. I'm talking about a hit. That song changed a whole bunch of lives for women, you know, who who were dealing with things. It changed a whole bunch of lives, nigga. <laughs> you are so insensitive. No, you just full of shit. You know that song is not no hit. Yes, it is. You remember Kisses Down Low? <laughs> Stop it, bro. These are not, these are, these are singles. 
These are singles you're naming. Kelly Rowland singles. Niggas just acting like Kelly ain't just got hits out here. She don't, man. I'm sorry. You don't remember still in love with my ex? No, I don't. <laughs> yeah. You don't, don't remember Down for Whatever by Kelly Rowland? He's a foul nigga. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Only one only harder. one person only one person left that group making hits. Not to say I mean I'm not trying to discredit Kelly Rowland. She's extremely talented. But uh you know. I I like I bet you most of her money came from Destiny's Child. I guarantee you that. Oh, so you going to do that. I mean, I'm just saying cuz I'm just talking about, you know, it's like I said that I feel like the Migos going to make better music together as they do separately. Um, and in terms of Destiny's Child, you know, that was the case uh, for Beyonce, but not for the other two in the group. And for Migos, I'm thinking it's going to be all three. Offset, to me, Offset got the best chance. Takeoff. See, Takeoff, I like Takeoff, but I don't know. I don't think, I don't think he going to, like, I don't, I just can't see Takeoff just really making a solo project and me listening to it and being like, dog, this was great. That's just... You know, I just feel like he best in his role with the Migos. He best with that third verse. That's where he's best. You know, I want, I want more. I want new Migos. I don't want new takeoff. Migos. You want a new Offset? I mean, I don't know. I just because we already got new Quavo. I'm not sure if we want it. I'm not sure if we asked for it. But no, nah, nah, niggas wanted Quavo. Niggas wanted Quavo. So niggas- Niggas but, wanted that new bubble gum, huh? I mean, look, niggas wanted Quavo, but they ain't know what they was gonna get. You know what I'm saying? So what did we get with this new with this new bubble gum? Bubble gum. We got songs that niggas play once on their phone and never played them again. That's what we got. Didn't even bother adding it to the library. Heard it one time. And I mess with I mess with Quavo, man, but I don't know. That solo work not looking too good. Like that last, like that last outing we got from Chance the Rapper, huh? That Walla Walla Jam. <laughs> chance, man, y'all, y'all can have a Chance, man. I'm just good on Chance. I'm Damn. Sorry. I'm even sorry. after the Joe, even after the Joe interview, bro. Oh, I love, I love that interview. I mean, I, I'm just good on his music. I mean, as a person, I mean, you know, Chance seems like a really good, you know, good dude, cool dude. You know, he make a few songs that I kind of like. But for the most part, I mean, you know, not for me, man. Not for me. Uh, so you're not into, you know, uplifting rap music is what you're telling us. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. But, you know, I just really wasn't vibing to color and book like that. You know. Just really wasn't. Uh, I wasn't connecting with it. Don't drown, didn't do it for you. Nah. Remember when... uh. Ultra Light Beam dropped and niggas was like, this is the best song ever. I I don't recall. <laughs> yo, niggas, yo, niggas was on Twitter like, yo, I remember. I remember. Nig- and it was a lot of people was on Twitter like, yo, oh my gosh, this song, man, Chance killed it, man. I'm just like. Now, Chance did kill it, but I don't know. I mean, whatever y'all say, man. It's like I said, I respect Chance. Oh, so, you know? so Chance didn't kill it on like Ultra Light Beam. Like I said, man, I respect Chance. You know, he's very talented. Very talented dude. Got way more talent than me. 
Um, but you look just at you being look at you, you being know, honest. But just not for me. Oh, I'm a honey. <laughs> I'm a honey. You know, I got talent, but he's he's very talented, extremely. So, mad respect. So for you that. just you just hate on niggas who got talent is what you nah, talking about. I, you know, I respect I respect talented people, but um. I ain't hating on him either. I ain't even say it was bad. <laughs> I, I, I was wondering if you was going. <laughs> nah, I, ain't, I ain't hating on him. You know. So what? What? What did you? What did you learn from the chance? The chance Joe Budden interview. Well, you know, obviously, I think everybody got a little bit of clarity of where a chance stands. Uh, you know, from the whole label aspect. Uh, you know, his definition of independent being, um, you know, just owning, pretty much owning your music, you know what I mean? And not giving that over to a label, uh, you know, for you to not own anything. Um, and I mean, you know, I guess if that's your working definition, I can get with that. Uh, I mean, some people would say, you know, not to be involved with a label at all, um, to really just be doing it on your own with your own people. I mean, I know he said he got his team, uh, you know, I'm sure he would never go into detail about what that team truly entails. Um, I thought he named names. Uh, I can, if he did, I, I don't remember that portion. I know that he did name a few people, but I, I just remember him specifically, uh, you know, just referring to it as his team. But, uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, so that was, I mean, I'm, that was uh, pretty enlightening. And then, um, obviously, him talking about the whole plant thing, which we've talked about on this podcast before, I think. Um, and, I mean, you know, if he say he's not a plant, man, I guess he's not a plant. Yeah, like, Muggs just going to come out and be like, hey, I just want to let y'all know I'm an industry plant and – I mean, it just it just seemed on look out. It seemed authentic, you know, when he was talking about it. It just seemed very authentic, and I don't say that about everybody, because everybody ain't authentic. Hell no, nah. most niggas <laughs> not. But I mean, I guess my biggest takeaway was that he's he doesn't play a he doesn't play a caricature of himself. Like, lately his image has been as if niggas forgot that he used to be on acid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's been like this holier than thou, super clean, you know, I don't do these things type of image, which, I mean, everybody's supposed to grow, but I think when you blow, blow, and that's kind of your selling point your calling card and people who've been fucking with you been listening you know you used to be on fucking acid and smoke cigarettes and goddamn on zans and shit like that like yeah you gave it to us on coloring book you know when you talked about you started forgetting your name and was addicted to zans and all that type of shit but it was kind of you can miss it amongst all of the other positivity. And I got where he, I got where he was coming from. And I think a lot of people misunderstand Joe when Joe was like, bro, I'm fucking sick of this positivity shit. Nigga, do some fucking, 
do some bullshit. <laughs> but it's like when you give off that image, people people perceive you a certain way. Mm-hmm. And that as an artist, that can either work really, really well in your favor, like a, with a project, the light coloring book, and then it can completely you know, turn on you if he tries to make something that's a little bit more edgy. Like, when I listen to those, you know, him, Justin Bieber, DJ Khaled songs, and they sound, you know, they sound upbeat, they sound cool, but you see the video and he out there with all the IG models and bikinis and shit like that. It just don't, you like, bro, why chance there with these secular women? <laughs> like, that's how that's how it comes off. And then, you know, I think it was really telling when he was talking about, you know, going to the strip club and how he used to love going to the strip club and all that type of shit. And niggas was just blown. And it's like, I think it's good for him to see. I know he's aware of the perception because he spoke a little to it, but I think it's good for him to feel it and for us to see him be able to react to people's reactions basically mm-hmm. of him doing things that we expect rappers to do because his image is kind of you know the squeaky king the squeaky clean church guy and not knocking it but that's another reason why it's like okay so the squeaky clean church guy is single-handedly changed soundcloud uh got a grammy uh is you know calling Beyonce his auntie and shit and dominating the charts in different ways like everything he either is on or near or touches either blows up turns to go or all of a sudden just gets this attention oh he's he's probably an industry plant and so i think this interview gave made him a lot less larger than life and a lot more real. And then my second takeaway was, you know, his relationship with Kanye and how real it feels like he keeps it with Kanye. And like, even when they was asking him shit about what Kanye was going, he was like, nah, I ain't fuck with that shit. (laughs) Or, you know, yeah, I wasn't really fucking with yay. Yeah. Cause I didn't have a lot to do with Ye, and it's like all of the shit that we've been fucking with lately, of Kanye. And when I say we, I'm talking, you know, the majority of people. It's been things that both he and Chance have collaborated on, like Ultralight Me, um, and Coloring Book. And so, I think it was important for us to kind of hear that type of shit, cause I know it changed. I'm not gonna say I was a Chance the Rapper fan, but I fuck with Chance. And then it, things kind of started to look a little weird. Decisions he was making and how he was being portrayed started to look a little weird. And then when you hear him say, you know, I ain't really been making no music because shit, I made six million dollars off these three hats. <laughs> like now, and it's like, oh shit, I get it now. You know, I mean that's real. I mean. To even be in a space where you can take a break from music and just not even worry about it. I mean, some niggas be like, yo, I got to make music. I live in the studio. You know what I'm saying? Trying to go to the yo, bro. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and that's cool. Like, that's fine. But, you know, I mean, it's always just going to be kind of two types of niggas. Like, 
some niggas gonna be on that, and then some niggas just really just like, like okay, I I got the money now, like I got the money, you know. And when you're not under that label, you know, when you're not under that three sixty, was like, oh nigga, you gonna be in the studio because nigga, we <laughs> oh, need know. the album. Better get your ass in that fucking studio. Like we got goddamn. Like we got funds to recoup, nigga. Yeah, bought all these damn watches and shit. You know. Bought all this shit. So old flat screens in the two bedroom house. I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, niggas spend money. I mean, I just you know I don't be pocket watching niggas, but I'm just like, damn, like, like I don't know. <laughs> like I just saw uh you know they was interviewing Boosie, and they was just talking about they was talking to him about how Dolph had turned down that. That you know that twenty two million dollar deal apparently he had mm-hmm. on the table, and yeah. Lucy like shit you know nigga offer you twenty two million you take it like you know he was like he don't know what Dolph all <laughs> it's Dolph like you know <laughs> so that lets you know I mean so for chance to say he made six million in a year off some hats I mean it's like as well you know and what's crazy is bro I went cause. Cause my girl, she a she's a huge Chance the Rapper fan, so I took her to Chance the Rapper uh, tour in Atlanta. I want to say a year and a half ago. It was like right after Coloring Book dropped, and when I tell you, we was probably damn near the only people <laughs> at the concert who didn't have a three hat, <laughs> and or and or. A three shirt, three overalls, <laughs> like <laughs> three pins. It was like, bruh. And the what's what's crazy is like his merch when he set like he's selling his merch there, and you could tell that like the setup wasn't even big enough for everybody to have like just pulled up and bought the shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> like. They like they like they have this shit, and I was able to really see like this nigga's following. Like he has fans that literally like that's what they do. They go to Chance to Rapper concerts. They go to the festivals he's at. Like they document that shit. Like as I'm sure you know, almost every large artist does. But they was like. For real, for real. Because if you, when I went to, when we was at the concert, he didn't even do all the coloring book. And he barely did, he did like two songs from Acid Rap. So you had to be like a real Chance fan to really like get into the concert. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you he had that motherfucker rocking, <laughs> I ain't know half the shit he was up there doing. But everybody else did. And it's like what he said about, you know, he has, you know, elderly people and aunt from like children to elderly people doing that shit. Like, bruh. I saw it with my own too. Like I seen like uh she had to be like in her late sixties, early seventies, this woman and her husband, bruh. I mean husband had on <laughs> bruh. Husband had on the three overalls. She had on like a three hat with a chance three shirt on, like for real. And then you know, you saw 
like church vans <laughs> where they like church had a, I assume purchased tickets for like the youth in the community in the congregation or whatever. I mean, why? <laughs> Like I know, I, like I know, like I know. Okay, like I know he has. You know, it's like, bro, he ain't made that much of the damn turn. Like my nigga did not just like go full gospel music ever. You know what I'm saying, bro? They was not playing, bro. <laughs> and what's crazy is, you know, you got these church, these church vans, and these church people. You know, packing up whole sections. I'm talking about complete sections. Of the concert, and you know who he had opening for him? Who? King Louis. <laughs> King Louis. <laughs> Appropriate. So you know, Chirac at his finest. Got to have balance. Got to have balance. King Louis, Chance the Rapper. I mean, what you gonna do? What are you going to do? So. To transition, let's go to Chance's. I don't know if they didn't made up. I know it used to be like his best friend, uh, Vic Mensa. Vic, yo, you seen Six Nine on Hot ninety seven talking about Vic Mensa? No, what? the nigga, the nigga <laughs> was like, dog, like who, like, he's like you know talking about how he pretty much how he a nobody. You know, do we have any songs on Billboard? He was with Angie Martinez. He was like, yo, and it was like a whole bunch of people in the room. He was like, yo, he was going to every person. Name one Vic Mensa song. Go. On God, bro. Nobody can name one. Nobody. Nobody in the room. And they weren't even joking. Like, niggas was like, we don't know. He bring, he like, call call him in here. Call him in here. He bring other people in there. Yo, name one Vic. Like, brought a DJ in there. Like, you a DJ. He said, you a DJ, bro. Name one Vic Mensa song. <laughs> it was probably Self. You know, Self was bro. in there. stumbling. I was just, you know, he, he a good dude, though. He. Bro. Nigga just walked out. He didn't, even, he didn't even say shit. I'm like, hey, that's true, because on God, I can't name one either. But <laughs> I know some songs he's been featured on, but I honestly can't name a, a Vic Mensa song off the top of my head. Um, But, yeah, man, so, you know, I heard Vic Mensa, uh, you know, at the BT Hip Hop Awards. Apparently, he was involved in one of the ciphers. Apparently, he said something regarding Triple X. Uh, you know, Triple X's mom was in the audience. So, you know, obviously, a lot of people were uh, hurt by this and uh, felt it was inappropriate. Uh, but I understand that he was speaking about domestic violence. I don't think the official quote has been released just yet. Uh I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, uh, I know he came out and pretty much kind of defended it. Pretty much, you know, sorry for his mom being in the crowd, but he don't take back what he said. I mean, honestly, you know, if he if it's something against domestic violence, and I don't know if it was ever said that what Triple X did was confirmed or not. Do you know, like if if that was like, like was he was he on trial for domestic violence or I'm not, I'm not exactly sure, but um, I guess my ultimate point is, you know, domestic violence and uh, you know, the way women are treated is, is something important. And, you know, I know Vic Mensa is like, yo, like I really can't respect no nigga who is, 
you know, involved with domestic violence. And I think a lot are. I mean, there's a few rappers that are kind of doing that. I know J. Cole recently did that because they, you know, we don't have to talk about it. But, you know, it was they said he was trying to distance himself from Nas or something. But, um, you know, for a domestic violence type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but. You know, if that's if that if that's what Vic Mensa was trying to get across and, you know, if Triple X, if, I mean, if that was his life, I understand that he's passed away. But if that was his life, I mean, I mean, that's what it was. Now, I do understand that he was also someone who was, you know, making a change, you know, turning for the better. But I mean. I don't know, man. It is what it is. If you feel like if you feel like mistreatment of women is an issue in hip hop culture, then you have your right to speak on that. And obviously that's going to come to the expense of a few rappers that's in or have been a part of hip hop culture. And, uh, you know, could he have not used triple X's name? Maybe, but at the end of the day, you know, it's like, I don't know. Triple X is a huge rapper. And also, you know, one of the ones that's involved in this, you know, similar to NBA Youngboy. It's just like, you know, what, like, do, I mean, do we find this acceptable or not? You know, I don't think, do you think hip hop is mature enough to have that conversation right now? Do I think hip hop is mature enough to talk about like domestic violence? Like to have a real conversation about it right now. Is it mature enough? I mean, I mean, of course. I mean, you're talking about adults. But I I, see all adults ain't mature, though, because, see, the reason why I asked that is the point that Vic was making was a very. I feel like a very valid, a very timely point. Right. Mm -hmm. But. At the same time, the backlash that he's receiving is not about the point that he made. It's about who he was making the point about. As well as where he chose to air it out. And that's why I ask, are we mature enough to have this conversation in hip hop or not? Because whether it's. Like you said, NBA young boy. Hell, Vic Mensa has admitted to, you know, having a moment with his ex-girlfriend that he documents in his album where he chokes her out. And he was very, you know, transparent about that entire experience and what that showed him and all that good shit, which maybe, you know, some of the reasoning behind him feeling the way that he's feeling to not let this type of thing be you know, casually discussed or embraced or to be let thrive in the culture. But it's like, you know, when we talk about the Dr. Dre's, the NBA young boys, the, you know, people don't want to have the conversations about what it is that they got going on. And, and to, I think to me, that's point, awful though. Like that's awful, you know? And from Vic Mensa's standpoint, it's like, yo, it's got to change. Like, it don't have to be that way. Like, if niggas, if niggas out here doing women dirty, it's like, why do we have to accept that? You know? Like, I know niggas really hate the positivity shit. Like, you know, 
Like even, you know, even going back to Joe, like even today, you know, when they when they touched on this, it's like Joe is just like, bro, I don't want to hear all this, you know. I mean, I think he was more upset that, you know, <laughs> I think he it's like, you know, anything had problems with drugs, you know, he just empathized with the nigga severely. So he just gonna ride for him to the death. But, you know, my point is like niggas be hating like when niggas be wanting to be on some positive shit. Like, you know, like you're going to be hated. You know, if you rush, you're going to be hated. You know, the moment you just the moment you just start condemning the culture for some shit because niggas want to ride by. Yo, it's just a part of the culture. Like, you know what I'm saying? They want to like that. Don't, like that don't mean it's acceptable. And we know that the way that we've treated women in this culture is unacceptable, but we just, we love the culture so much that it's just like, that's just what we do. Like, you know, that's just a part of the game. You know what I'm saying? Some hoes just going to get their ass beat. And that's why I asked the question, are we mature enough as a culture to have the conversation right now? Because as we speak, Nas has had his stories come out this year. Fucking Fab just got indicted for the shit with Emily B. Damn. Like, true or false, because that's that's the frame in which we talk about a lot of this stuff. Allegedly, true or false, which I think that's the frame in which we have to talk about a lot of this stuff because we don't know what happened. But it's like, if the charges get dropped, not a not guilty, if the charges get dropped, does that mean that the act never happened? I mean, no, of course not. And see, for a lot of, you know, the the issues and the things that come up in hip hop, it's not seen that way. So it's like, if we're going to have the conversation, let's have the conversation. Let's not skirt behind the conversation because we're talking about somebody who's no longer with us. Because... If we sitting up here, if we really want to have the conversation, especially about this Vic Mensa shit on Triple X, Triple X was still fighting that shit when he died. And that was still the narrative about him before death. And as messed up as it may be, as foul as it may be for people to think about, People are often remembered a lot better than they were appreciated for during the time in which they were alive. When people were alive, they talked about Triple X's music and they talked about his domestic violence charges. That's what they was talking about. So just because he leaves this earth, that don't mean that we only focus on the music. And we completely forget about the whole other reason that a lot of people knew him. And do you remember when Triple X passed? Do you remember the fucking sick ass comments we got on this podcast that talked about because people was bringing up that type of shit? Like, I get it. I I get that, you know, you don't. You don't wish ill on people in death. You don't talk about people. You don't talk about people in a certain vein or frame after death. But if we're going to have conversations about 
the way women are treated or viewed in hip hop, the conversation has to be one of truth. And we can't hide behind a lot of the things that people like to hide behind. And I don't think we're ready for it. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's like you said, like triple X is since he a part of hip hop. If we gonna have a conversation, he gotta be included, you know, in terms of, you know, the way women are treated and the way we accept it. Like as far as like fans and just the hip hop industry in general, you know, so, you know, it's tough. I mean, it's tough, but I mean, like, I mean, you know, you got a point. I mean, it's, 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 it's something that's going to be uh, not easy to talk about really at any point, Mm-mm. but it's only because, you know, men are just, you know, we just, we just bad people, man. <laughs> we just bad people. It's like when, when you don't want empower, when you're, when you're the dominant one, it's just, it's just, stuff. it's always just going to be stuff about your group that is you know distasteful in the terms of like wanting fairness you know for everybody like it's it's never gonna go easy it's the same problem white people have you know so it's tough man sorry women sorry yeah yeah we on behalf of the culture on behalf of after five podcast yeah you know and on just behalf of men in general (laughs) like Man, we're just, and it ain't, it's not, I'm not going to say that it's not our fault, but I mean, it's just a, a result of our cultural, not our cultural, but just like the, the construct of being a human on earth right now. Like it's, it's just a result. It's kind of hard to break. So, but we, you know, we're making progress. You got niggas like Vic Mensa trying to save us, you know, bring awareness at the BET Awards. They're in a cipher where true change happens. <laughs> this got deep. <laughs> Damn. And the next topic we supposed to talk about is deep to shit. <laughs> gotti, gotti, gotti. Shit. <laughs> Is that loud as fuck? Nah, nah. It, wasn't, it, oh. it really wasn't. A oh. chill. Yeah, shout out to Gotti, man. Uh, but I mean, you know, I don't know if you heard, but now I know you heard. But I don't know if you listeners heard, man. But you know, remember when the hundred shots rang out in Charlotte? Hundred shots. You know what I'm saying? Hundred shots rang out. Well, somebody got to do the time for them hundred shots, man. You know, so Yo Gotti's role manager. Like his role manager sentenced to, you know, possibly 10 to 14 years in prison for his involvement in that. I know right now the story is, you know, that it's, it's not connected to Yo Gotti in any way. I guess, you know, obviously the legal story. Um, <laughs> Quote, unquote. Yeah. So apparently, you know, there were like three people. There were three people that were uh facing charges one dude went to trial he was found not guilty so he got off not guilty then another nigga i'm innocent yeah he took a he took a plea like for some lesser shit and then this nigga i wish i had his name instead of this nigga 
but uh, you know, he don't want this. He this dude actually took a plea. He ain't go to trial. He took a plea, and that's that's what the ten to fourteen years looking like. So I'm like, damn. But um, you know, it's just more proof that I don't know, bro. Yo, Gotti, he not playing, so I don't know why folks playing with him. You know, and Dolph, it's, it's not a no good argument. We don't beef on social sites. We just hit our target. I mean, that's what Gotti said on on the track. So, but yeah, man, um, Howard Wright. Yo Gotti's role manager and vice president of Collective Music Group. I always thought it was Cocaine Music Group. Nah, you know, they had to get rid of the cocaine for legal purposes. Oh, that makes sense. Since, you know, Gotti was really out here. This case, first of all, ask anybody (laughs) in Memphis and they will tell you that nigga was not out here. (laughs) Hey, I'm just telling you. Hey, I don't know nothing about it. He said that he changed it in an interview. I, you know. Well, I'm, I don't know what Mario did in his past life. All I know is the nigga made it sound realistic in themselves. That's all I'm going to say. Hey, I mean, if, if, <laughs> no, I mean, just speaking about niggas making it sound realistic, it's like, bro, <laughs> Rick Ross, bro. I mean, Rick Ross, Rick Ross have you think he the muff, like he Pablo out here, like for real. I guess plenty of rappers be doing that shit, though. Niggas be saying that they just got the bricks, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's flying, it's flying, you know, across country, the boats, we at the border, we at the dock. I'm like, damn, y'all doing this and putting it on wax though? But like, that's my thing. Like, who really moving, who really moving like that and, and rapping about the shit? Like, that's, to me, it's just, it's impossible to be in that capacity. You know, because obviously if you, are involved in drugs like that. Like the feds are watching you. The feds, the feds, the feds, the feds, the feds taking pictures of me. That's a gaudy joint too. Uh 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 tomorrow. What the nigga saying? Tomorrow? Like I don't know what the nigga saying. I'm be fresh to hell if the feds watching. That was hard though, for real. Killed that. Um I mean, I wouldn't advise that in the words of, you know, (laughs) everybody who was actually being watched by the feds. (laughs) I would not recommend you to be fresh as hell when the feds are watching. I would actually, you know, recommend you to be as bummy as possible. You got to stun on the feds. Just like, you know, like you stun on the police. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't drive slow around the police. Nigga, I speed up. To let you know, I don't give a fuck. I'm in my white maximum, nigga. <laughs> Gone, nigga. And I wish you would pull me over. I'm going. I'm going immediately. Facebook live. Immediately. <laughs> I never been live in my life. <laughs> immediately. Never I don't think I'm cool enough life. to be on live. I know I'm not cool enough. It ain't no think. <laughs> Who the fuck gonna watch my live? I'm watching me. myself. <laughs> Your favorite G. I'm gonna pop in that hole. What's good, AC? What's good? I'm gonna be looking at oh, what's good, Nate. We record we record the whole podcast on live. Yeah, man. That's the new shit. Hell nah, man. <laughs> Nigga, you seen uh you seen 
you seen Kodak Black on live when uh damn who was that on his live? Not not the one everybody talking about where he just staring like looking like a fucking doll or some shit. <laughs> it was fun saying that's how you that's how your food look at you when you standing outside the microwave. <laughs> like they was on his ass. But he was on one Instagram live like before that, and it was some girl. I want to say she was a rapper, but I can remember. She just kept commenting like, like, you know, like, what's good? You know, this, that, and the other. He was like, bro, like, stop. Like, like, don't even be doing that on my live. Like, you know, and she was, <laughs> she was just like, wow, I can't tell the world, you know, this, that, and the other. He was like, bro, don't even play like that. Like, <laughs> for real. He was not playing. I don't need none of no problems. Real. Talking about motherfuckers be hitting me up. Talking about they need some money. I did money fake, man. <laughs> <laughs> bro, you gotta throw that hoe in here. I'm just holding these shit. I don't got no money, man. These hoes be asking me for money. They be like, let me get some money, baby. I say, man, I ain't got no money. That money you be seeing me with on Instagrams, that be fake money, man. That be prop money. That this is not my money, girl. I do not have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga said that this fake money. That prop money. I ain't got no money. <laughs> yeah, monopoly money, bro. Ah <laughs> uh, shit, man. You want to get into this last topic before we head into uh, sports? Sure, man. Let's uh, let's get into it. So on ten four at four fifty p.m. A woman by the name of Bette Midler released a statement that would shock the world. Oh, God. She tweeted. (laughs) That's that's where we at. That's where we at in the world. In the 21st century. You remember like back in the day, in a moment that will live in infamy. The shot heard round the world. You know, some newscast heard or some speech given somewhere. Nah, nigga, it's 2018, nigga. When that tweet, when that tweet went out, my nigga, <laughs> shit changed the whole landscape. You shit feel me? Changed the landscape of everything, bro. <laughs> but uh, all right. So, Ben Midler tweeted, "Women, comma, the comma is important, guys. Women, comma, are the N word of the world." Oh, have mercy. Raped, beaten, enslaved, married off, worked like dumb animals, denied education and inheritance, enduring the pain and danger of childbirth and life in silence for thousands of years. They are the most disrespected creatures on earth. Now, if women, first of all, <laughs> yes, yeah, it's just a lot wrong. It's a lot <laughs> wrong with this quote. Um, you know, Betty or Bet, whatever your name is, I'm gonna go with Betty. I'm gonna go with Betty, and it's just spelled funny. Betty, uh, and I understand that you're somebody who I'm supposed to know. Uh, apparently, she's big, bro. Her movie, her the only time people know who she is is you know during the 31 Days of Halloween because you know she was in Hocus Pocus. Mm, okay, okay. Come uh, little children, come take me away. Oh, so I asked you to sing a million things, but the thing that you do decide to sing is from fucking Hocus Pocus. Okay, thank you, Nate. Great co-host, the best man. 
Yeah, but going back to Betty Midler. Uh, so look, Betty, look, Betty, look, Betty, you know me. You know, it's your boy, AC. I'm here to defend. I am here to defend, you know. Now, Betty, I know I know what you meant. We all knew what you meant. We all knew what you meant. Like, let's be honest. Like, let's be honest. Everybody knew what she meant, but everybody can agree that she just dropped the ball on this one. She dropped the ball on this one. Uh, women. Comma. That is just a weird ass comma. Cause now I'm looking at the, <laughs> like the comma makes the comma is what makes this shit. Yeah, it, it, a it's a punk ass move. Yeah, it's just horrible. <laughs> you know, it's horrible punctuation. It's just you know to add insult to injury type shit. Women, comma, are the n word of the world. It's like okay, you know, the use of the term n word is just very inappropriate. It's just there's no reason to use that word really ever. Like you don't even have to like. The mention of it here is just, it's just very off kilter. Uh, you know, rape, being enslaved, married off. Okay, so I guess she's just talking about maybe the history of, you know, darker skinned people and the history, you know, of, it's like, I don't, human uh, in the history of mankind, you know, uh, you know, are obviously been mistreated. But, um, I don't know. Yeah, it's really just the N-word. That's that's what's throwing it off. Uh, and then, you know, her apology was just speaking directly to the fact that, you know, hey, but I ain't gonna lie. When I did see this tweet, most of the replies I was getting or the most of the replies that I saw were women that were like, they were mainly concerned with the fact that, you know, she not acknowledging that, you know, when you're a black woman, like it's 30 times worse. Like I just mainly saw a lot of women saying, you know, not like imagine if you're a black woman. So when she did come out with her apology, I feel like it was mainly uh, addressing the women who were saying that. But it's like, no, nah, somebody should have told you that the N word was the wrong thing to say, too. You know, because that's just that just I don't know. That made it 30 times worse. Because women are not the N word of the world. Like. It's it don't even make sense. <laughs> Like I don't know. Like I don't. I'm I'm too high to even can even continue to speak on it. It's so crazy. Women are the n word of the world. Like what does that even mean? What does that mean? First of all, <laughs> if you can't even say the word that you trying to get across, correct? So that should have been red flag number it one. It don't like, need you know to be what? said. <laughs> Maybe I just need to keep this one in the chamber. <laughs> Like, bro, just say this, that to the drafts, bro. I got plenty of tweets in my drafts. Fired out. Like, <laughs> like keep it in the drafts, man. Like I don't know. She should have put the safety back on. Like, <laughs> and then it's like, okay, so first of all, you can't say the n word. So you type n word. Like, I guess this. My frustration is, she put too much thought into this tweet for it to be tweeted. <laughs> like, I feel that. She had the wherewithal to not say nigga. <laughs> then she went on to basically describe the plight of a black woman, both during slavery and post-slavery. Mm -hmm. Then completely neglected the fact that the people who she's talking about get treated like this fall into that category of women and also fall into the category of not being women. So it's like, 
congratulations. You played yourself because you're comparing all women's experiences to a type of person that encompasses both male and female. So basically you saying women in America get treated like black men and black women. So now if your argument is to make men understand the plight of a woman as a black man, what the fuck I'm supposed to do? <laughs> like right on sister. Am I supposed to dap you? Like, is this the suffering Olympics? And we supposed to, you feel me hand the baton out to each other. Like, as a black man, like I'm a nigga, bro. <laughs> like yeah, I'm a nigga, bro. <laughs> Who I am? People, that's what people gonna people gonna look at me and be like, D- he a nigga. Like it is what it is. So if you're telling me that women in this country get treated like niggas, and I'm a nigga, and I gotta wake up and deal with a whole different set of fears and struggles that you, as a white woman will never be able to understand or experience. Oh, I got a fucking issue. That's just me as a black man. Now, if I'm a black woman, oh, I know her mentions was on fire. <laughs> I know, because it's like, bitch, what? It's so, it's so <laughs> dumb. Like, bro, the first sentence of the tweet, because the more I look at it, the more I'm breaking the shit down. <laughs> That shit in quotes. So she trying to say that, that, you know, this is like a quote. Like, this is something that people have said prior to her tweet. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like she ain't the only one like, who, like, who said Like, y'all, I'm just letting, like, this quote that's been going around, I'm agreeing with it. That's how she trying to put it off. This hoe say women, comma. See, now I'm 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 understanding the comma. <laughs> like, she means the comma just, you know, just, just strictly for the purpose of the pause. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like it's a damn speech. Like somebody was up there and said, "Women are the nigger are the nigger of the world." <laughs> like, like, like that is just. And then she goes on to, like you said, just explain pretty much, pretty much the plight of black women. If you really just want to nail, like, nail it down. Yeah, you know, it's just like you know, it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The same women who came out during the election and voted against a woman (laughs) and you want to sit up here and have a conversation about how women are treated like hey but like i said this ain't the struggle olympics you feel me like but that's you know that's what it's become bro (laughs) like but damn bro it's the fucking oppression olympics like nigga who who is oppressed more by white men like obviously white men at the top and it's like who are they treating the worst because they treating us all pretty shitty you know what i'm saying but who are they treating us the worst but how and can then white women white women want to throw in women just women in general because you know that encompasses black women too like, so they no. feel like they get bonus points no it's white <laughs> men and then white women that is it like that is it you are next like you are not like, with us you are not with us no nah, because you know what i'm saying i'm the, not with her the day the day they, <laughs> i am not with her the day they say a woman women can vote nigga black women were not voting my nigga so you cannot no. like so we not on the same page obviously <laughs> like this shit is not the same they bro. said women can vote 
and that only included white women. Like y'all weren't even fighting for all women. Like y'all ain't shit. And y'all was cool. Like <laughs> like the decision came down. Y'all was like, oh, that okay. That's that's so all we need to really. tell me. You know, Beulah May Beulah May can't vote. Oh, this. You know what I mean? She three fifths. <laughs> three fifths. Hey, what can you do? <laughs> what can you do? I mean, that is science, right? Bruh. <laughs> fuck out of here with that shit, bruh. That's America, man. This is America. <laughs> that shit is wild as hell. And I like she damn near doubled down in her apology. That's <laughs> let me no, let me I have to put I have to pull up her apology. And that's what I have not read again. Okay, uh, so here's the apology. I got someone fucking uh, Okay, here's the apology. I gather I have offended many by my last tweet. Women are the, you know, blank, etc. She was like, I ain't even gonna bother. Is a quote from Yoko Ono from 1972, which I never forgot. It rang true then and it rings true today, whether you like it or not. <laughs> this is not about race. This is about the status of women, their history. Miller would later delete both tweets. So apparently, do you think she understands that she literally brings race into it when she drops the n word? It's, like, it's, it's like it just lets you know that white people really are kind of slow when it comes to just like race issues. You know, because it's something that they really just they don't have a grasp on, like clearly, like some some for the most part get it. But you got this woman right here who actually think that she get it and she really don't. She's so off the mark. She really don't. Whether we like it or not. She said women are niggas of the world, whether we like it or not. That's that's what she's (laughs) telling black people. Like, no, bitch, (laughs) niggas are niggas of the world. What you mean? Like, how you gonna use another how you gonna use niggas to 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 be a motherfucking simile for what the hell you got going on? She doing and niggas <laughs> like I don't get it, man. All right. Last tweet, man. The too brief investigation of allegations against Kavanaugh infuriated me. Angrily, I tweeted without thinking my choice of words would be enraging to black women who doubly suffer. Both by being woman and by, I'm sorry, being women and by being black. I am an ally and stand with you. Always have. And I apologize. Bitch, fuck you. <laughs> Talking about some, you've been a damn ally. First of all, I thought they weren't your words. I thought it was Joker Homo. Yeah. And I thought that's who, I thought that's who words it was. I thought you, how you tweet something out of anger. See? And uh, also the quote, motherfuckers think we stupid. The quote from the Yoko Ono shit is, "Women is the slave of the slaves." That was that was the actual quote of that oh. song. So you infuriatedly mistyped a fucking quote that rang true. <laughs> like it's the the quote stuck with you, but you just so happened to just fuck the words up. Like it became I niggas mean, of the world. Slaves of the <laughs> slaves like, became niggas of the world. So that's what you tell me. So you telling me niggas is slaves to you. Noted. I mean, so when some shit rang true to you, you just don't fuck it up. 
Like, like, what's some shit? That, what's some shit that you know really hit home for you, Alex? Like, and you was like, I felt that shit. Hey, when when Mitch came home, <laughs> and you know, saw that red whip, and was like, yeah, nigga, you know, that's very nice. You know what I'm saying? And A said, it's nice. That's your style, man. That's your style. Hand in them keys, nigga. I'll never forget that shit. And I and I'll never fuck that up. When in remembering that shit. You know, I know, I know I ain't gonna come and say, man, it was a blue car. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't gonna I ain't gonna, you know, forget it was Mitch and think it was, you know, somebody else. You know. I just <clears throat> I ain't never just had no shit in my life <laughs> hit home for me. <laughs> and and I fuck I fuck it up. And it like and bruh, it'd be you, offensive as hell. <laughs> bruh, do you remember when Gotti said dope boys do what they wanna, not what they can? Do boys tag along to protect a man. Mm. G hoes be jocking a nigga cause they got paper. Mm. And all hoes change like weather. Because that's nature. I ain't gonna fuck that shit up. <laughs> not never. Not never am I gonna fuck that up. I'm not gonna get it, man. Bitch should be like, gee, ho, do what they wanna, not what they can. Do boys tag along, cause they the man. I'm not finna fuck that up. And you and you type it out, bruh. You ain't just say <laughs> it. You typed it out, looked at it, like, read it. Capitalize some words. Use punctuation. <laughs> punctuation, like, oh, definitely not an accident. Not oh, an accident. I'm sorry. Come I'm on, sorry, bet. Betty. <laughs> Betty Miller. Fucking bet. Got to get your fucking shit together. Get your name together first, so I know how to pronounce the hell. Fuck it. Fuck it. In, in, in true 2018 form, you know what? Bet. Fuck it. You're canceled. Cancel. Fuck. Fuck it. Oh, Hocus Pocus is canceled. So if I catch y'all Hocus watching Pocus Hocus Pocus, is Pocus canceled, y'all. Candy corn, all that shit. Yeah, Pumpkin spice. Castle, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, fuck all that shit. <laughs> free form. Free form. All 31 days of Halloween canceled. Fuck you mean. Cancel your cable, <laughs> bro. This shit canceled. If you got cable, cancel it. <laughs> We canceling TV. I'm tired of this shit. Fuck out of here. Slave. How you confuse slave with nigger? <laughs> <laughs> like slave, like anybody could be a slave, bro. Any like, like I, there were more there were more yeah, slaves than just like, black it people. It wasn't like, just <laughs> African slaves. Like so that I don't know, bro. This shit. This shit so wild. tell us how you really feel, bet. <laughs> tell us how you oh, so when you think slave, you just think nigger. It's fucked up. God man. damn. <laughs> damn, bet. But you stand for us though. I always have. Shout out to you, Batman. <laughs> and you and you apologize. Man. We forgive you. We forgive you. Do you forgive Bet? Fuck Bet. <laughs> I am I am forgiving, Bet. You know, I defend, I defend, I forgive. You know, people can change. I I and I agree, and I really think that you just misspoke. I really think that you had no ill intentions. Nah, bro. I really do. Nah, cuz. In my heart, I really do believe that you do not, like, you are not racist. You do, you know, you just, you just had a poor choice. Oh, of I'm words. not saying she racist. I'm just saying. Poor choice of words. Fuck her. 
That's all I'm saying. It's all good, man. I know it's tough. I know. Bit wild. Towing, towing the line with black people, you know, trying not to offend us. I know it's tough, man. I know it's tough. You know, you white, you don't know. It's tough. It's tough. Here you go, Alex. Alex got his cape on tight now. Let me, let me get it on. Go timestamp this shit so we can send it to Blake. Blake, Blake, at, 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 at one hour and 15 minutes. Alex finally puts his cape on. Hey, you know, I put and it capes on. for the great white hope. You know, I know it's tough, man. I know it's tough. <laughs> You're losing your country before your eyes. It's tough, man. Nigga, let's play the sports music. A lot happened in sports, man. Yeah, a lot did. The fucking, uh, UFC fight? I know you didn't see it. Of course not. <laughs> but you know, I mean, I've, I've seen the hoopla around it. No, you want to know what I did? See, I saw Drake with a motherfucking <laughs> Irish flag around. I'm like, what is what is this nigga doing? I'm like, why is Drake here? <laughs> like, what? With Bro, Conor Jake, McGregor. Drake don't, <laughs> Drake don't know whether he want to be Irish, Jamaican, just... Canadian, Somebody got to break Memphis. that one down. Somebody got to break down that connection. <laughs> like, they better be affiliated in a way I have no idea about. <laughs> this nigga want to be from Memphis, Canada, Jamaica. Kentucky. Kentucky. <laughs> Houston. Houston. These, these are all places that are apparently home to Drake. Oh, uh, yeah. Hardly home, but always repping. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, nigga, uh, had a lot of repping to do. Yeah, so that was a that was kind of a surprise. Uh, you know, maybe he got the bag or something. I don't know. Who Drake? Nah, Drake just Drake just like being seen. Nah, bro, it can't be. It can't be. <laughs> Drake just like being seen, bro. It can't be, bro. It's, nigga, where's your son? Like, <laughs> Like, hey, for real though, we gotta start asking the right hey, questions. That's nigga. a good question. See, but also it's none of my business. Also, it's none of my business. But you know, just on some like real messy type shit. Where is your son? Though? Like your album drop, you rapped about him. We ain't even seen you in a picture with the nigga. Nah, but I'm gonna give him the. You know, he been on tour, man. He been on tour. You know, he been on tour, so. But uh, that is kind of peculiar, man. <laughs> I ain't even gonna lie. <laughs> Niggas scratching their head and shit, Dale. I forgot to do your head, child. We were just waiting on the Nike rollout. Hey, checks over stripes. So like <laughs> the one of three fit around me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, yeah, Connor got that ass beat though. Got the brake pads beat off his ass. Connor said, "It's like, only damn. business, dog. It's only business." <laughs> Nigga changed his tune too quick. Bruh, did you see? <laughs> Khabib was beating the shit out Connor ass, talking cash money shit. I'd have been talking shit to his ass too. Hmm. Then beat beat his ass, won the match. <laughs> Hopped the fence to beat another nigga so ass. I ain't done. <laughs> he was like, y'all remember all that shit y'all was talking at the <laughs> press conference? all that shit, nigga throwing kicks nigga, and shit. have you seen... Bro, have you seen the footage of him wrestling with a fucking bear as a child? No, bro, I've not seen that footage. Nigga, no, nigga. You know, some uh, revenant type shit. 
Ain't that the name of that nigga? Movie? Yes, but no. In the Revenant, what's his name? Got his ass whooped <laughs> hey. by that bear. In the video I seen, this nigga Khabib is fucking that bear up, bro. I was like, God damn, nigga, not playing, bro. I like it's it's like a home video, bro. This nigga. And it's like he did it multiple times. It wasn't like it was like a one-time thing. And he was like, his his pops was like, all right, all right, let's go. It was like, nah, nigga. <laughs> Every year we're going to meet on this mountaintop. <laughs> and we're going to wrestle for our respect out here. Like, nigga, a whole bear. <laughs> nah. <laughs> they said they set Conor McGregor ass up for the kill, bro. <laughs> Anytime a a nigga who used to wrestle bears is in UFC and you got to fight him and you didn't did everything except put your nuts on his forehead in regards to like disrespect. I mean, you you should know. know. You should know. I (laughs) know you're trying to sell the fight. But like, dog. It's a line, bro. Dog, like niggas really be upset, bro. And niggas turn up. Set. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fifty thousand. You know, but a nigga. Hey, but that's just the game, man. There's just more money. They'll 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 Khabib fight again more than, and get more money. Bro. And what's crazy is Conor McGregor got his ass whooped, left with his chick. <laughs> Khabib, he, niggas he they ain't even found one. they didn't even find out that he was the one who really instigated all of the shit after the match <laughs> until the next day <laughs> they was they was watching the footage back like you remember the melee at the palace <laughs> remember how they had to watch all the Hell yeah. they had to watch the damn film back just to see nigga they didn't know connor had did shit they thought connor was in the corner still wheeling from getting his ass whooped this nigga then climbed halfway up the fence then fired on the nigga <laughs> Got his ass beat again. How you fire on a nigga? <laughs> Fall off the fence. The nigga you fired on, come back down there, start whooping yo. This a regular nigga, bro. Bro, kind of a regular nigga. You a UFC nigga. fighter. <laughs> nah, nah he re- hey, You now, a UFC fighter. Now he regular. Fighting a regular nigga, bro. <laughs> That's why Mike Epps told Kevin Hart that all that, all that boxing shit you doing don't work in a real fight. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, man, UFC that shit, you know, it did something. It did something for the UFC culture. I mean, I don't know when Khabib gone. I don't know if he gonna be able to come back to the United States. Cause you know, one, he Russian, so I mean, he already got a couple strikes against him. Then the nigga said on national TV, Putin called him <laughs> right after he won. It was like he did a marvelous job. <laughs> Me and my boy, me and my boy uh, Trump are here. We're very proud of you. Yeah, no. keep doing your thing. Trump's fantastic. <laughs> he did a fantastic thing. I don't like the Irish, so <laughs> Trump, man, not hard workers. Very lazy, lazy, low energy. It's like the <laughs> Trump is the funniest nigga ever. How can y'all hate that man? That nigga is hilarious. Yeah, we not gonna turn that into this. So uh <laughs> they saying this that this nigga could be his visa might get rejected. They don't know what the Nevada Game and Commission is gonna do. 
uh, they don't even know when this nigga gonna get paid. Imagine winning a fight. And your check ain't even came through. And Connor got his check. <laughs> you know like, what I'm saying? And the nigga you the nigga who asked you whoop left with his money same night. <laughs> like <laughs> Damn, bro. Hey, but that's that's how they that's how they do you, man. <laughs> this shit fucked up. You know, the Russians, man, they the niggas of the world. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they just get treated so bad. <laughs> <laughs> that niggas, they, they the niggas of the world the boy the you world. a wild boy like can that be the title or is that too much that's too much for the title dog <laughs> niggas of the world no that's too much uh, too i don't much. know if we can let that fly take our shit down <laughs> hate speech <laughs> They gonna hear one clip of you caping for fucking Trump. It's gonna be out of here. Goddamn, after five podcasts, it's fucking out of here. Like these niggas, white supremacists. <laughs> these niggas is wild. Then you know, you know that's that's the extreme is you go to nowadays. <laughs> oh what these niggas, white supremacists. <laughs> like damn, you, you throwing bl- the hood on me already, dog. <laughs> <laughs> you black than a motherfucker. You a Damn, white, you a white supremacist. Y'all throwing the motherfucker. Y'all throwing the hood on me already. <laughs> like, <laughs> damn, bro. Russia, the Lizans of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Mistreated, bro. Mad as hell. Don't nobody like them. Damn, bro. What? <laughs> what the fuck else happened in sports, bro? <laughs> What's going on with your boy, man? Oh, you talking about real nigga Jimmy? <laughs> like Jimmy. Yo, first of all, first of all, okay, so this Jimmy Butler shit, to me, it's just a little bit too much. Like, are you in agreement with this? It's like, what the hell? This nigga going to practice. He going off on niggas. He telling them, you effing need me. He getting, he getting. He told them niggas they was pussy in like, their face. He, he, he straight Kobe level, you know. These niggas soft, <laughs> you know. Kobe let practice say, "Yo, I can't hoop with these niggas." Like these niggas, these niggas. What he say? They charming soft or some shit, some shit like that. Some old man shit. Charming soft. But Jimmy Butler come in, yo. Y'all niggas need me. Matter of fact, yo, I'm gonna run with the third string. Work these niggas. Damn, left that hoe. Dan said, oh, shit, man. Y'all talking about this shit? Let me hit up Rachel Nichols, man, for the sit-down interview. Pulled up for the sit-down like, interview. Where did this hoe live in Minnesota? <laughs> <laughs> like, did that hoe fly out? Like, come on, bro. She had to already be there, bro. Like, come on, Jimmy. You set this shit up, man. You ain't fooling me. But you a fool, though. I give you that. Jimmy said, they said Jimmy walked in practice and was telling it, hey, yo, you mad buns, you soft as hell, you pussy, and ain't now none of y'all niggas gonna say shit to me about none of this shit. Matter of fact, hey, little dude who be sitting on the side of the bench on the floor, hey, you, I got you, boys. I got you, homeboy, <laughs> homeboy, uh, picking up the water over there, uh, train a mic, train a mic, let go on, suit up Let's real quick, and uh, Thibodeau. <laughs> Give me one of the <laughs> Nah, fuck you, Timothy. You need me too, bitch ass nigga. Uh 
little dude who be running with the third squad, uh, uh, Jackson. Yeah, I, I got you. For we real? can. Let, I'm gonna show you niggas what's yeah, up. Yeah. I'm gonna show you niggas what's up. <laughs> they said this nigga was out there giving the whole squad buckets, buckets. <laughs> talking shit. Anytime you tell the owner and general manager of the team, you fucking need me, bitch. <laughs> He was going off, bro. <laughs> That's when you know a level of I don't give a fuck has been engaged that I don't even think you can come back from. And then sat down with Rachel Nichols like, like didn't none of that day. shit happen. Like, come on, bro. Same day interview, bro. Come on. Like, this is some shit we ain't never seen before ever in basketball. Or some shit like this happened in a practice and we have a same day interview from the player like it's post game. You feel me? Like, uh, what happened out there today, man? You know? Like, yeah, man, you know. <laughs> Jimmy said uh, a lot of it is true. <laughs> After she talked about everything that happened. You know? Nigga said, I ain't hooped in so long. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I'm just passionate. I'm like, uh, come on. Like, <laughs> like we're not stupid, Jimmy. <laughs> Like, nigga, you wildin'. That ain't nothing. That ain't she, passion, nigga. You she wildin'. asked him the greatest question of all time. She was like, "So, do you think it's gonna get better?" He was like, "I think they think it's gonna get better." <laughs> <laughs> do I think it's gonna get better? No. Nah. This shit is weird, bro. This shit nah. is weird. No, nah, I don't think it's gonna get better. I do. Miami still I'm want like, that nigga, Jim. Like I be like, this nigga weird. If I'm another team. <laughs> <laughs> nah, if you another team, you like man, y'all need to keep that nigga where the fuck he at, bro. Oh, we good on that <laughs> shit. I mean, think about it, bro. If you in the NBA, first of all, every other locker room is looking at this Jimmy Butler situation like, you know what you want like when you in like a crowded area and it's that one crazy ass nigga that's like, I whoop everybody on this motherfucker ass right now. <laughs> And everybody, like all the niggas on where, at wherever you at, gotta kind of look at each other like, man, I know this nigga ain't talking about me. That's how all the fucking locker rooms around the league are looking right now. It's like, I don't know if we want Jimmy Butler to pull up because I mean he ain't gonna talk to me like For that. Real. <laughs> but then it's like now, how you looking at the Timberwolves, like? If you if your home opener is against the Timberwolves, now I'm looking at the Timberwolves like, oh, these niggas like, pussy. For real. Like, how do you just let a nigga come in and hold him? Like, <laughs> like these niggas some hoes. Like, so he holds y'all whole organization. Like, not just the players. You know, all this shit we've been hearing all these years about Tom Thibodeau is this hard-nosed players coach who don't take shit off nobody. You know, he's a real get-at-you type of guy. I ain't never known to get at your type of guy to just sit up there and just get told like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, you a bitch. I'm going to come out here. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm not even going to play with your slow ass starters or the second team. I'm going I'm to make my own team of the niggas you don't even know name and I'm going to bust y'all ass and then do it. <laughs> I mean... Ain't no hard-nosed coach just going to let that shit cook. But it's like, you know, I understand that it could just be a play to just be like, yo, y'all niggas need to move me. Like, because it really don't make no sense if y'all keep me now. You know what I'm saying? I thought it made this debacle. 
and I made it extremely public True. by even having an interview about it. It's just strange, bro. You know, it's just a strange thing. I mean, he knew what he, he was knew doing. Exactly what he was doing. So. And then got in the interview and told us how pussy his teammates was. Like, them niggas didn't say nothing. And ask ask them how practice was. They man, this shit was cool. <laughs> what y'all think about what Jimmy did? I mean, I mean that's Jimmy, bro. I, <laughs> like they ain't gonna say nothing. Did nobody say nothing to me after practice? Did not one player come up to me and tell me like, "Hey, yo, that shit you did was fucked up." He said, "Didn't didn't none of them niggas say that shit? They don't keep it real." <laughs> I'm like. Oh, so Jimmy telling it off. Like he said, shit, no, so, no, I ain't hold nothing back. That's why it's so strange. So he, like he really, he really just said, yo, so I'm snitching, you know. snitching. <laughs> hey, but I think that's just what a lot of niggas on, like, you know, like I was just reading a quote from Kyrie Irving who, like, you know, I'm finally understanding that I just need to, you know, like be myself 100%, like, not even try to change for nobody. You know what I'm saying? And that, and I feel like that's probably the path that a lot of these players finna be on because, you know, everybody just been used to like you know trying to like hide yourself, you know, try to be very generic mm-hmm. in all your answers, uh, you know, it's real bad in football. Like niggas press conference be straight robot shit, you know, but uh, you know, in the NBA maybe niggas was trying to you know. And because, like, he was saying in the interview, he was like, yo, like, I'm just being honest. Like, you know, I was just being honest, like, brutally honest is what he, you know, to directly quote him. So, shout out Jimmy, man. I hope he go to Miami, though. I really do. They really could use him. Yeah. But I kind of want him to stay. Oh, no. I don't want him to stay in Minnesota, but I want him to stay in that division. <laughs> Just so he can hold them niggas again. <laughs> He'll get his chance to hold them niggas. But I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, speaking of Jimmy, did you see the Slam Top 50? I did, but I don't think that they had posted the full thing, though. I think it went up to, like... they they So... They up to 11, so they hadn't done the top 10 yet. But what I want to talk to you about is 20, like, basically 20 through 11. So they got Victor Oladipo at number 20. Klay Thompson at 19. Ben Simmons at 18. DeMar DeRozan at 17. John Wall at 16. Our boy, Jimmy Butler at 15. CP3 at 14. Big Cat, Carl Anthony Towns at 13, Paul George at 12, Dame Dollar at 11. To me, that's a that's a respectable list to me. Like, not to say I 100% agree, but I feel like it's all reasonable for those players to be right outside the top 10. I can see it. Like, is there anybody in those 10 that you think definitely you feel like is top 10? Is yeah, like is like who like who is too low? Mm. It's kind of hard to say because without seeing the top ten, I guess 
I'm surprised to see CP3 as high as he is. I told you the truth, man. I, I'm definitely surprised to see that. Um, surprised to see CJ is where he's at. Because they got CJ. Let me tell you who in front of CJ. <coughs> Devin Booker, Draymond Green, Donovan Mitchell, Jokic are all ahead of CJ McCullough. I don't know, man. That's reasonable to me, man. I mean, CJ, he 50 good. points at 29 minutes, bro. He good. CJ scored 50, 50 points in 29 I mean, minutes. he good, you know what I'm saying? But it ain't like he doing that every night, nigga. You know, he... I mean, he not, but... I mean, on, I don't bro. know. If you ask me, yo, who do you want? Donovan Mitchell? Donovan Mitchell? Or CJ McCollum? We got Donovan Mitchell at 23. CJ McCollum at 25. I don't know. They're pretty close to me. Year one was special. I mean, year one was special. I'm not going to lie. Donovan Mitchell's rookie campaign was definitely one for the books. But in the last three or four years, we've seen a lot of players have a good year. And then they not in this top 50 at all. Not saying Donovan Mitchell's gonna be one of those because I think he's gonna be one of those players that's gonna be in the top twenty-five, you know, for for years to come. But off one year, we we we're comparing one year to five years. Bradley Beal, six years. Lamarcus Aldridge, twelve years. Chris Stops, three years. Like, I mean, but I mean, basing off of last season, you know. It's like this is really just a ranking of, you know, where we would consider players and their skill level. Which I would be able to, you know, fuck with you Mm -hmm. on that if they didn't have Mike Conley at number 39 and Gordon Hayward at number 38 who didn't fucking play at all. (laughs) I mean, I feel that. You get what I'm saying? Like, Kyle Lowry is at 40. You know, but maybe if he would have played, he would be at, you know, 20. And they really did. They did my dog so dirty, bro. They did Melo dirty as hell. How do you do Melo dirty? Melo better <laughs> Mello be glad. At he better be glad we even putting him up there with anybody. <laughs> Melo at 49, I mean, bro. he top 50 in the league. I mean, to me, that's still, I mean, you still pretty good. Like, you old. You know, this your 15th season. Hello, 49. <laughs> they ain't even got D-Wade on this bitch. <laughs> that was said best moment of last season. AP, they say I got to come <laughs> off the bench. <laughs> they stupid, man. <laughs> Slam stupid for that. <laughs> they said Kyle Kuzma, best moment of last season, was pulling up to the Staples Center in a Nick Van Exel jersey. <laughs> Niggas is funny. <laughs> Niggas are funny. They got Chris Middleton on the fucking list. Is Jamal Crawford not in the league no more? Uh, no, nah, he got us. Because I feel be like in the league. I feel like he's being disrespected. If he is in the league, I doubt he top fifty. I'm gonna be honest with you. Chris Middleton is top fifty. Yep. <laughs> Chris Middleton. Yeah, man. Hey, they got oh, Kyle okay. Kuzma top fifty though. I don't know about that. I guess he, I guess he. A they hooper. got Kyle Kuzma, Mike hey, Ingram, Conley. Though, definitely don't need to be there. I'm sorry. 
And, and you know, I, you know, I mess with Ingram, but he ain't re- even ready yet. He needs to turn up a little bit more. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. They got my nigga Kimball Walker, not even top twenty-five. Mm. Kimball, the truth though. But I can understand him being outside the top twenty-five. Rudy Gobert. He a hooper. I think he's a little oh, too he a high. Hooper, bro. I'm not saying he's not a hooper, but he's too high. Okay. The truth is what I'm saying. That nigga can block shots. <laughs> Let's not get carried away. He cold, bro. Kristaps Porzingis is 28, and fucking Rudy Gobert is 30. Nah. First of all, they played Kristaps to the left real hard. <laughs> And they gave Rudy Gobert way too much motherfucking real estate here. Nigga, you hating. So Rudy Rudy Gobert is better than Blake Griffin is what you're telling me? Blake Griffin is trash. I, that's not the answer to the question, though. I asked you a question. Is Rudy Gobert yes, better than yes, Blake Griffin? That, you're that's, fucking wild. That was my answer. No, that was my answer, yes. Wild. Rudy Gobert is yes. better than Blake Griffin. Fuck out of here, bro. Like Griffin is trash. <laughs> Blake Griffin is not trash. No, I just hate I just hate Blake Griffin, dog. He is he is cold, but I hate that nigga. Mainly because I just hate the Clippers. But the Clipper he don't play so for the just, Clippers no more. I know that, but he always gonna represent the Clippers to me. Him and Chris Paul is really why I can't get down with Chris Paul. Draymond Green. But I do 22. I do like him a little better. Yo, Draymond not even in the top hundred. I, they need to stop playing. <laughs> they need to stop playing. Why niggas be acting like this nigga is so cold? Good player, bro. He's not cold. He played for the Warriors. <laughs> the best moment of last season for Draymond Green was starting the suit shorts wave. Damn. <laughs> That's crazy. And they got Ben Simmons non-shooting ass in the top 25. Hey, he on his way. I mean, nigga was pretty much rookie. Did he win rookie of the year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's the truth. Should he have won Rookie of the Year? Is it different? I mean, it was, you know, it was debatable, which means it's okay. I mean, is it? <laughs> yes, yes. That was a very debatable choice. Like, it was very close. How? Between him and uh, Jason Tatum? I was going with Donovan Mitchell. Fuck no. Donovan Mitchell will play good the last. He played good after the All-Star break. That's still a lot of basketball. Nigga, no. Okay. That ain't the whole season. <laughs> from from the first game to the last game of the playoffs, Ben Simmons and Jason Tatum showed us exactly who the fuck they were. Do you not remember... Me not saying whether me saying I didn't know whether or not I could believe if Jason Tatum could keep this shit up after the first ten games, and then happen to come on this very podcast and be like, you know what? <laughs> As a matter of fact, he could, and he did. I Jason mean, Tatum. Jason Tatum should have won Rookie of the Year last year. I don't know, man. I feel like he really turned up in the playoffs. I mean. You got to think, Gordon Hayward went down first game. He stepped up then. Kyrie got injured, set out long stretches. 
And you know who they go to down the stretch was? Jason Tatum. You take I mean, Tatum off their team last year, they don't they don't they don't go to the playoffs. Are you sure about that? Positive. They don't go to the playoffs without Tatum last year. I mean, what do you think the 76ers do without mm-hmm. Ben Simmons? Lottery? No, nah, they definitely weren't lottery. They not lottery. They're not lottery, but I'm saying Ben Simmons wasn't a fucking rookie last year. It was just his first year playing. He was not a rookie. <laughs> That's a grown ass man. That nigga was not no fucking rookie. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga's a rookie, bro. Come on. <laughs> nah, dog. That was year two for him. Year two. So. But it is what it is. What what what's going on in fantasy football? Uh, you know, same shit. Whooping y'all ass. Uh, it's not even close anymore, man. Um, like I told niggas, you know, I would go four and one, and I told you that you would lose, which you did. Um, so I don't know. I'm just searching for some competition currently, not really finding any. Uh, so y'all better be like, we ain't put no money up. I would have took that. You just so happen to have played more games than everybody else nigga, who you up against. Nigga, <laughs> nigga, you two and two. I'm not okay. talking about me. You but two you got and two. Chris Carter, B. Are Booker, you good or not? And Devontae <laughs> Ellis and Chris Evans all with three wins. Mm-hmm. So you got people who are half game back. Don't don't lie to the people and make it make them think that you just up. You feel me? Four zero and everybody else sitting it at two and two, two and three. No, nah, cause well, just know that I'm solo first place. You feel me? Solo. Nobody tied with me because I'm you, at the top. You've played more games than everybody else. That is, how how could that be true, Nate? How could that be true, Alex? <laughs> you you are four and one. Four and one. Everybody, the people in second place right now are three and one, three and one, three and one. Mm-hmm. That means you played five games. You played what about five the other games. Niggas who played five games. Two and three, two and three. Okay, they just got to step it up. I and mean, three it ain't and my two. fault. It ain't my fault. It's not. But all I'm saying is, don't sit up here and act like you just you fear me. I'm in first place by myself, nigga. You played more games than everybody else. If we was going say, off I'm of wins and losses, of, a lot of excuses. Your ass is tied for first with three other of, niggas. A lot of shout semantics. out my nigga Vontae. You feel me? Three and one, the money team. Shout out to you, realest nigga, realest flow. Let me get them the fuck out of here. Who you play this week? Matter of fact, whoever I, whoever I play gonna take that L. Can't wait. I oh, can't, you can't you wait, playing another nigga this 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 three and one. Okay, well, you know, I'm I'm here to hand out the mails. Oh, okay. So, C Carter, C Carter, we gonna see. We gonna see what you got this week, man. Done. See if you can you're take done. the realest nigga, realest you're flow done. out you're of done. the top since this you're nigga done. talking about you feel me. 
he he four and one. He all this, that, and the other shit, man. Yeah, Take his ass out, bro. Hey, I do need a quarterback though, cause Drew Brees gonna buy, and I don't even have another quarterback. So that's Damn, not good. Love it. That's not good. Damn. I don't even have another one. <laughs> <laughs> like who am I start? Derek Carr. <laughs> shit, he probably gonna go off going against Seattle. They defense slacking. Derek Carr, not bad. I got to get another fucking tight end, bro. Rob Gronkowski be questionable as hell. Hey, I'll be rolling with him, though. I got him in a couple leagues. I know in my money league, doing pretty well. I think I'm second place. This that ain't league. that, though. This, this ain't that. This ain't you know that. I'm, I'm just letting niggas know. But, but this ain't that. So, I really need what's his name to go off this week. Uh... Derek Carr, yeah, ain't he the uh, quarterback for the Raiders? Yeah, he on the waiver I need, though. I need him to go off oh. to Jordy Nelson specifically. Oh. Yeah, I'm about to pick him up. Well, I need you to make sure that this nigga goes off. I mean, if he on my squad, Jordan then Nelson. guaranteed. Here we go. I mean, that's just what it is. Anyway, guys, that has been the update for the After Five Fantasy Football League, man. Alex, you got any more open points you want to hit before we sign off this week? Um, no, I don't have any. I mean, I was, I really, I really, truly thought about it. Make sure I had none. <laughs> uh, make sure y'all go vote, man. Go vote. It's important. Are you voting? Do you vote? Are you yeah, voting? Yeah, man. Yeah, man, I, I vote. I, I got the little email uh, and the text message yesterday reminding me that my um, polling location has changed since I moved. So, gotcha. We out here, vote gang. So, y'all write in for me. Um, whatever y'all voting for, just write in. <laughs> that means a lot to me. Anyway, <laughs> y'all, please take voting seriously. Uh, vote, vote for things that will that will further and better your community and the things that you have going on, but will also not hinder the freedoms or the expectations of those around you. Um, as usual, we appreciate all of the listens. We appreciate all of your support, all of the tweets, retweets. Uh, mentions, likes, comments, ratings. Uh, yeah, man, but we appreciate y'all rocking with us, man. It's been your boy, Napey. And your boy, AC, man. Peace.